Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Keaton and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy you're here. Yes, we are. Thank you for joining us today, this lovely day, slash night, slash end of the weekend. Slash whenever you're listening to us. Thanks. Slash not Brayden. <laughs> yeah, so it's just us this week. Uh, we've yeah. all just recently taken an episode off, which is funny. First it was Keaton, then I did. I was sick last week, and now Brayden's missing this one. So we're we're basically all even Steven. Yeah, we're taking our vacation days. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And yeah. It's all been kind of spur of the moment a little bit, so we haven't really been able to line up any guests, but in the future, we'll just have to do a little bit more planning for it. A little bit of replacement. Replace mm-hmm. me with somebody, replace you with somebody else, whatever. It'll be fun. We'll get some guests in yeah. here, spread our listeners a, a little bit more broad. Yeah. Yeah, we would have recorded earlier and been able to have Braden, but uh, yeah, we just bo- both Braden and I kind of dropped the ball about a few things. Caden was a peach, though. Caden was perfect. He was ready whenever. I had to make up for last week. I missed it because I was <laughs> just puking. Wasn't feeling up yeah. to it. Was not. Fe- yeah, that's fair. Definitely fair. Well, yeah. So, I re- I really liked last week's scriptures. I don't know if you had much of a chance to to read some of the the come follow me for last week without being on the podcast. But last week was Second Nephi chapters one to five. I actually think that and I started, uh, I fell behind in my actual reading, my scripture reading. I got to do mm, some mega catch up here. Yeah, geez, that catch up, it does take a while, but it's it's worth it. And especially those scriptures, those are, yeah, seriously, the more I was looking at it, because we went over it in my institute class this week as well. They are just some of the best scriptures in the Book of Mormon. That's for sure. Well, And, now, and this week is some similar stuff too. Yeah, this week we're covering uh, the Jacob chapters where Jacob writes because he becomes like ordained as the teacher for the nephites mm-hmm. um so he's got a couple chapters but it starts out um with the isaiah chapters yes so second nephi chapters six through ten that's good and six to eight are isaiah so we got two chapters that are non-isaiah and yeah, well, I guess so we'll try it again. Like, we don't want to just like read the whole scriptures and and try and like speculate a ton on stuff, but we definitely do want to just go over the main points, as you know, usual. You constant listeners know how we do. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Um, so essentially, oh yeah, sorry. No, if you no, have some thoughts, it. I was jump right in. So the the main quote for this lesson is, "Oh, how great the plan of our God," which is obviously. Jacob expressing that, and it says, as we read these, to ponder what the Lord is trying to teach you, and as you identify these truths, record them and prayerfully consider how you can act on what you are learning. Good principles, I'm pretty sure it says that other times. Well, yeah, it kind of says a little thing about what to do when you read, but sometimes I forget to think about what the Lord's trying to teach me while I read, so I appreciate that reminder. Yeah, I'm gonna... It's hard to... I've been thinking about getting like a physical copy of the Come Follow Me for this curriculum, um, just because I feel like it's, I mean, the app is great and the integration of the app are are super awesome, Um, but I just feel like I have an easier time physically highlighting and writing small notes in the margins and stuff. It's easier for me to reflect 
because I can just like flip open to a page. I don't have to do the whole digital thing. I feel like it would be yeah. easier for me to to keep track of my thoughts. Yeah, it it's kind of interesting, and maybe it's just because we, even though we're like not old per se, we're like we were still raised with a lot of books and things like that, and so it it is really hard for me as well to kind of break from what we're used to, what we were raised with. I do wonder, yeah, if our kids and stuff like that will much prefer the phones and stuff. But yeah, we'll see. But I agree. I I was been thinking something similar. Maybe we'll have some nice little page flip sounds on this podcast soon. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. Give her a shot. Anyway, so it's talking, uh, It's this is Jacob's message to the Nephites. Um, oh, because also right now is when the Nephites and the Lamanites kind of distinguish themselves, um, mostly just by the followers yeah. of God and the, the people who don't follow God. So Jacobites mm-hmm. and whatever, there's others, but they all just merge into one. Um, Which, thank thank goodness they did that. That would be a lot to keep track of, that's for sure. I mean, once in a while when you're reading, they, they do get into specifics, especially in the war chapters at the end. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so this lesson is talking, it's Jacob giving us a little bit of warnings going back into Isaiah because that was like one of their main scripture points um, that they were basing off of at the beginning of the Book of Mormon. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of gave us the further revelation, but they, they they didn't have that much to go off of, right? So that's why there's so much Isaiah. Yeah, it's, yeah they really just had, the, you know, the basics, <laughs> whatever was on the plates. Um, but that stuff is good. Like, I'm glad they have it. And he does thankfully take some time to clarify what it's talking about too, which is appreciated. That's for sure. So shall we jump right into these points here? These bullet points? Definitely. Um, the first section is the Lord is merciful to his people and will fulfill his promises. So these chapters, these are, this is 100% Isaiah, um, just quoted basically, and it's the Savior talking about the scattering of Israel and the gathering of Israel and how um, the Savior will redeem mankind, basically. Yeah, he's basically giving a history of just of the, I think they say, yeah, Jewish history and kind of even talking how the pride cycle works with, uh, with the Jews and them being stiff-necked, it brings out that that good old term and uh yeah just yeah more of kind of what you were saying it's a mix of history and prophecy because it it also talks about the savior which had not happened yet that is true yeah it, it does give us some points to ponder as we read these things what do i learn about the savior's redeeming love for me what comfort does the savior offer to those that seek him and what can I do to more faithfully wait for the Savior and his promised blessings? That last well, one guess... is a, a heavy hitter question. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, it's it's kind of a two-edged, or it's kind of a, I don't know the Double word I'm looking sword. for. What can I do to faithfully wait for the Savior and his promised blessings? Like, they put wait in quotations, I think, for a reason, because waiting's kind of a, a passive act. 
you're just not doing anything and i think that they're trying to emphasize or trying to get you to notice that like even though you're waiting you're you should never be passive waiting for the promised blessings right yeah true yeah they're making sure to clarify and no no by wait we do not mean just you know sit there and be don't leave your house don't let your kids leave your house you know yeah definitely not yeah, we're not saying do not nothing. We're saying do things and the blessings will come. So what can I do to more more faithfully wait? So we are still waiting because we're passive in the sense that like th- those promised blessings aren't coming yet, but we have mm-hmm. to still kind of like earn them, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's the whole, it kind of brings into the talk the whole faith and works or faith or uh what am I trying to get at? Faith. Great. Oh, oh, my brain. I'm dead. Faith without okay, works. I'm, yeah, faith without works is dead. Yeah, there you there go. There go. you go. <laughs> yeah. You were so close. <laughs> I, was like, I was so close. It is 1 a.m. here. Um, but yeah, okay. So we can move on to the next <laughs> thing. Uh, through his atonement, Jesus Christ delivers all people from physical and spiritual death. Which, uh, yeah, that does kind of sum up the section. They have a nice link to some of the Book of Mormon videos, which, yeah, have been quite good so far. Well, they, um, yeah, and, and Jacob's basically trying, because he's, he's making his first main lesson, his his teaching, and so he's trying to emphasize why the gospel is important to the people that mm-hmm. he's teaching, because that's a good place to start. Nobody's going to listen if they're like, yeah, this isn't applicable. Um, yeah, and he jumps into, in Second uh, Nephi chapter 9, verse 10, is that, it's a good scripture where he says, Oh, how great the goodness of our God, who prepareth a way for our escape from the grasp of this awful monster, yea, that monster, death and hell which I call the death of the body and also the death of the spirit. It's a monster. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of just showing us how basically vital that is. Um, and he talks about in, in the first half of chapter 9, just the importance of the atonement and basically what we would be left with if we didn't have the atonement at all. Well, and I like that he does specifically separate the two things. He keeps death and sin separate always, like, and which is in reference to the atonement, of course, the two things that we've been saved from, which I, I'm just this time as I was reading it, just have noticed that. So, right, because cool. even it's, in verse good six, he says, "Death hath passed upon all men to fulfill the merciful plan of the great Creator. There must needs be a power of resurrection." So that's part of the atonement and then the other part um and the resurrection must needs come unto man by reason of the fall and the fall came by reason of transgression so yeah there is a a total separation between sinning and death um which everyone's going to have both um and we can all be saved from both but you kind of have to do a little bit more work to be saved from the transgressions than from death right everybody's going to be resurrected that's just a blessing of being on earth of coming to earth yeah it's true and he yeah he as kind of talking about that he just he gets into a into one of those things that the prophets of the book of mormon do they like to start praising god which of course very appropriate i would say 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> in verse 8, he says, Oh, the wisdom of God for his mercy and grace. Um, for behold, if the flesh should rise no more, our spirits must become subject to that angel who fell from before the presence of the eternal God and became the devil to rise no more. So yeah, oh, the wisdom of God, his mercy and grace. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and verse 7 even touches on, well, hold on. I'm going to take my headphones off so I might not hear you. I can reach and grab this book from my bookshelf. Just one, like two seconds. Okay. Ooh, we're going, we're pulling out the books, the big guns. Okay, I'm back. Um, have you read The Infinite, the Infinite Atonement by Callister? I have not. Well, it's pretty uh, solid book, if I may say so myself. And the term Thank Infinite you. Atonement is kind of coined right here by Jacob. Um, so he's talking about the two things that we are subject to as human beings born on the earth death and and transgression and then he says that it needs to be an infinite atonement um and that's the only way that we can be saved because christ's atonement is infinite and tad r callister goes really in depth um if you haven't read it read it it's pretty sweet i got it as a gift on my mission Mm. um There's just my little plug. I don't even, I can't even really sum it up, but just. I Yeah, I've heard lots of good things about it. I just, yeah, I need to get better at reading books other than the scriptures. I even obviously struggle with even getting time to read the scriptures. I need to make time to read that and other good books too. The other, uh, the other the atonement best books. book that I super liked on my mission um, was The Continuous Atonement. Mm. You hear Who that was one? that by? Um, I have heard of that one. Is it a Robbins or is it a... Brad Wilcox. Brad Wilcox. Oh, oh the boss one, himself. That book is amazing. Brad Wilcox is amazing. We've talked about him on this podcast. That's we? actually a, like a lot smaller book. The Infinite Atonement is a little bit heavier, a little bit like more dense of a read, whereas The Continuous Atonement, mm-hmm. very relatable. It's very like filled with stories. I could probably read through The Infinite or through the Continuous Atonement by Brad Wilcox. I could probably read through that in like two hours. Okay. So the, the continuous atonement's like on a, if we put it on a scale, it's like a zero and Jesus the Christ is like a 10 as far as like thickness and depth goes. Where would you put infinite atonement on that ranking? Is uh, it closer to Jesus the Christ or closer it's, it's, to? I It's a probably still like a four. Still like a four? Okay. Yeah. That's probably a good scale. <laughs> Because yeah, I think Jesus the Christ is the most like crazy thick. In I think I'd put regular scriptures at like book. a six almost. Yeah, that's fair. Like it's definitely easier to read than regular scriptures because it's not full of old words and jargon. Like it's regular <laughs> words, and yeah. it's easier because it's breaking down scripture. Right? It's it's there to teach us. So it's easier than scripture. Harder than the other one, but both of them are stellar books. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, good. I like that. Yeah, any I'd say any books about the atonement are definitely some beneficial learning as long as we can apply it to ourselves. That's for sure. All right, jumping over to the next one. The next point is I can come unto Christ and receive the glorious blessings of his atonement, which, yeah, we kind of were talking about before, about, you know, the blessings of the atonement being saving being saved from sin and being saved from death 
And in verse 21, 9, 20, we're still in chapter 9. Jacob says, And he that cometh into the world, or sorry, and he cometh into the world that he may save all men, if they will hearken unto his voice. For behold, he suffereth the pains of men, yea, the pains of every living creature, both men, women, and children who belong to the family of Adam. So he's here for all of us. Everyone, well, yeah, even those that don't hearken unto his voice, he's here for you too, obviously. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not directing the you at, you know, the, the listeners specifically. I'm sure the listeners generally are hearkening to the voice, but it's, a, it's an open you know you. what I mean. You know what I mean. It's generalized. Yeah, open you. I understand yes. what you mean as an individual. Everybody else understands Thank as you, other yous. Um, so like, yeah, the first, the first half of chapter nine is talking about the what happens if you don't have the atonement the second half is talking about what can happen if you do have the atonement um, but it's also full of lots of um, like councils and stuff and it's got one of my favorite verses to quote of all time which is verse 34 woe unto the liar for he shall be thrust down to hell oh that's right i don't that know about you favorite. but i quoted that like probably more than one time a week as a growing up no, it's true. I've heard you say that scripture multiple times. Be like, really? Are you telling the truth? Woe unto the Back. liar if we should be thrust down to hell. And be like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. lying. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a go-to yeah. scripture in our household. Yeah, I remember when my sister first showed me that scripture. I was like, whoa, that's some that's some ammunition for the for sure right there. And and he's talking about like other things too. Woe unto the well murderer is directly beneath it well and he says uncircumcised of heart basically hard heart um woe unto the blind for they're not like seeing the way of god woe unto them who commit whoredoms lots of warnings in here um don't commit yeah. any whoredoms guys can't recommend that but he can't also recommend goes on to give some blessings <laughs> and some invitations things that you should do instead yes. of things that you shouldn't Oh yeah, we're already at this section. Oh, interesting. I'm sorry, I was completely. Yeah, we're wow, we're cooking through this thing. Dang. Okay, yes, yeah, some warnings and some invitations. There is quite a few. You know the. Uh, there's like the picture of Christ knocking on the door. Yeah. And the whole like background behind that. So verse forty-two says, "And whoso knocketh to him will he open, and the wise and the learned." And they that are rich who are puffed up, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's kind of reversing that kind of image of Christ standing at our door waiting to come in. Because it says, mm -hmm. whoso knocketh to him, he will open. So he's inside the house this time. Um, as long as we seek in some sort, Christ will open in some sort, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have to, we have to put in effort. Always we have to put in effort. But I like that all it takes is a knock, right? Like, Yeah, nothing too It doesn't hard. matter where you are in your spiritual journey. It doesn't matter where you have been even. It just matters which direction you're trying to go. Even if it's the smallest step in the right direction, Christ is going to be able to respond to that, and you're going to be able to, to, you know, be blessed for those efforts. Yeah. Even true. if it's not as high as you, like as many efforts as you might have been doing. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get to the level of like, spiritual focus and study and everything that I had on my mission um, just because it's hard to 
have that much like time honestly when you on a mission you have hours every morning to spend reading scriptures and gospel related things and it it was amazing and i look back at that time fondly but i can still feel that when i make an effort to do more than i did yesterday i can still feel that difference in my life you know yeah no it's true it for me i definitely well obviously i'm agreeing um i would say one thing that I notice a lot of a difference of is the days when I make sure to pray in the morning, especially with like my family. Well, I say my family, but really it's just, you know, the baby's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> but yeah, like when we take the time to pray in the morning, it, it def- definitely makes a difference on my whole day, how focused I am, all the things. I'd like, but that depends on how into the prayer I am. If I'm really there to to be a part of it or if I'm just kind of there because I know I'm supposed to. And I think the same thing happens with scriptures too. If I read my scriptures at the beginning of the day and I'm just kind of doing it because I'm supposed to, it really doesn't make a difference. Okay, so I'm going to boomerang whip you in the head. Um, okay. Back to the beginning of the lesson, what can I do to more faithfully wait for the Savior and his promised blessings? Um, mm. I'm going to kind of adapt that question. What can I do personally um, to improve the way that I have my family scriptures because you're you're noticing a difference when you're into it when you're you know feeling it and when you're not mm-hmm. how can well, I at first I even I've the the main problem is that I even have to just do it you know like right so that's my first hurdle. Half I gotta, the battle. <laughs> yeah gotta get back into saying my morning family prayer with my wife mm-hmm. slash I don't know if we ever said morning prayers nightly prayers we were pretty good at Morning and prayers. any prayers are good. Yeah, that that one's definitely not difficult. I guess it depends on your you and your spouse's schedule, but but either way. So how can I not just passively do it? How can I have the the good stuff? What have you noticed other than just like having a good attitude? Cuz you I don't can't know. I, th- force I would a good say attitude. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like almost the act of trying helps me to have a better attitude like the desire right just acknowledging that you have a bad attitude kind of helps yeah like they well and yeah trying to humble myself like you know they talk about you know if you start every day making your bed the rest of your day will be fine and be productive i feel like it's the same principle with prayer if you start with a prayer and you're actually praying well like you're humbling yourself you're asking for things you're thanking for things the rest of your day will just go by in certain ways. Not all the time, but I have found in general that, that it helps me out. Um, my thing that I mainly struggle with in the day is just being focused. And I, I do notice quite a difference um, with how how much I am trying to be focused on my own, you know? Right. Like if I have a chance to go on my phone and do something else, I kind of... I would say it's got to be the spirit kind of whispers, no, 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 like maybe you should, you know, take another look at that question you've been working on or something. And yeah, it's just, I I think that it's, it it's just the act of humbling yourself. Yeah, it's because you've made the attempt, that helps. Because you're trying harder, it helps even more. So yeah. I don't know. Does that answer that? Does that answer the question? What would you say? Well, I mean, yeah, it answers the question. I was asking you 
from your personal experience. So I, I can't invalidate your experience. <laughs> yeah, that answers my question. I don't know what I was wanting to hear, but it, I heard it. It was good. Yeah. Um, what would I say helps with sincerity or feeling the prayer? Mm-hmm. Or even just your studies, because, yeah, you, you've you talked about that you're pretty decent at keeping up with your scripture studies. That is, that's one thing that I've done a lot worse at. I'm much better at praying than scripture study. Well, I had been pretty good at my scripture studies. I, I think I'm behind by 10 chapters now after last week and this week. Like for yeah, that's pretty good. Me. I had to catch up on like 20 chapters. Because <laughs> I was ahead. Yeah. But I was only ahead because I started back in the end of November. I, I didn't read fast. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to ignore that question and I'm going to go back onto how can, uh, we, I like have more sincerity in my prayers. Well, yeah, it's bad. Um, but it's really easy to be sincere when you need something. Yes. Yeah. When I was I feeling so sick, I was throwing up for 18 hours last week, um, which might not even be that long, but it it felt like an eternity for me. It was terrible. I it didn't take me very long to be like, I don't know who my ministering brother is for because I just had a new family assigned to me or whatever, or new ministers assigned to me. But I need them to come and give me a blessing. So I looked on the app, and luckily I'm I'm pretty good friends with him. So I shot him a text, and he's a uh, He's a fairly recent convert, and so he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come give you a blessing, but I've only given one other blessing. I was like, that's perfect, man. Nice. I just need anything right now. It's really (laughs) easy to find sincerity when you're hurting, when you are struggling, when you're going through a trial, because you have nowhere else to turn, right? Like, I'm taking my Pepto-Bismol, I'm drinking my ginger ale, I'm eating my (laughs) soda crackers, nothing's helping. Did you do the Pepto-Bismol, like, dance? Did that no. help? Dude, I couldn't no. move. I'm not doing a Pepto dance. <laughs> I actually could only do the chewable tablets because as soon as I took the spoonful of the liquid, like that that made me throw up instantly, which is weird because oh, I no. love the, fla- the, the flavor of Pepto. Yeah. I digress. Um, yeah, sorry. Moving on. Um, like, I like, yeah, you're talking about... Yeah, it's sincerity. It, it's really easy when you're hurting. It's, it's hard for me to find sincerity when life is going good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I do have an experience I can relate to this when, uh, when my parents came for us to bless Bradley, like, yeah, a week or two ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I was going to pick them up from the airport and I hopped in our car and it wouldn't start. And I was like, like, please. And I just was like praying and praying and praying and just kept trying to start it. And I was like, maybe this is the time I have the faith. I have the faith. Come on. <laughs> and it's just nothing. And I I was like really pleading. I was like, please, because I thought it was a bigger problem. It ended up just being that the car needed to be jumped, like for some reason. And uh, so, yeah, that was a blessing. You know, prayers answered in that way. But I just, I thought it was a bigger problem because I was trying to look up what the issue was, given the things on the dashboard that it was telling me. The alternative, of course, you know, Occam's razor was that it needed more battery, which thankfully was the thing. But yeah, and I was very sincere, I felt like. But at the same time, I thought in my head, oh, I just, 
it feels like I'm just doing this because, you know, because I want it. Because I need it right now. Because I need it right now. And it's not a, yeah. So I, I totally understand what you mean. So I think from our experiences, my answer to your question of how can we be more sincere is to think about the last time that we needed help. So when mm-hmm. I don't want to pray or whatever I'm struggling with, I'm just going to have to remember, hey, remember when you were dying and you needed a priesthood blessing? You need to, you, I need to do all those little things in order to, I mean, I didn't, I still ha- got a blessing and it was great and it helped. Um, but it, how much better would it have been if I had more sincere prayers regularly in my life, right? Yeah. Well, and that's faith too, right? Is just being consistent. It's like consistently thanking it. God for your health, for for be having all these things, for having a car that works, mm-hmm. so that when things go wrong, you're not like me and like almost like crying because it's not working out. But you just have faith that okay, I've done everything I need to do. Whatever's happening, everything will be taken care of. Everything's gonna be okay. And yeah, I think. That's kind of what I'm getting out of this is yet yeah, faith is in the consistency, not in the sudden moment. And, and which is what you're getting at too. And trying to remember those moments so we don't repeat them. And yeah. So my answer is just to remember those moments when we really needed help and just try to remember them when I don't really need help so that I can still channel that authenticity in my prayers and in my scripture and scripture studies and and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the yeah. faith comes in. Even though things are going good, keep on doing it because I want to qualify for for the better blessings later. Yeah, I agree with that. If we want, yeah, well, let's, uh, we can jump back in here. Thanks for that discussion. That was good. I like that. But yeah, we're kind of talking about some of these woes, the woes and invitations. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of these woes, yeah, they're just kind of your classic woes. Woe unto the rich, woe unto the... Oh, it does say woe unto the deaf that they will that will not hear. Oh, it's talking it's about like spiritual, spiritual deafness. deafness. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a lot too long. I was <laughs> like, jeez, man. <laughs> woe unto, yeah, woe unto the blind that will not see for they shall perish also. Yeah, it's spiritual, of course. And uh, yeah, some of these invitations, I'm trying to get to those as well. I have a bunch of them highlighted, but it's hard to pick and choose between some of them. And the app keeps cutting out on me. But do you have any favorite invitations that you know of that are in here? Well, that's my problem. Like, I have... uh, Let me check my actual scriptures. Headphones off again. I've never done this. Like, gone to my bookshelf during an episode, and here I am doing it twice. All right, one sec. (laughs) Maybe we should. I think we'd have some... Oh, your headphones are off, so maybe I can say whatever I want. But because Braden probably has physical scriptures more often, I don't know. Like for the podcast, I mean. Um, Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I was just talking to myself a little bit. I was thinking we probably all have some cool little things in our scriptures, so maybe we should we should try and use those for the podcast when we're reading stuff. Because, yeah, we'll probably all have different things highlighted. No, that's that's a great idea, Caden. Now, the only Let downside do is that I lost my mission scriptures like yes, rip, 75% rip. of the way through my mission. No, rip, closer to 50. Rip Caden's scriptures. That was the saddest email. 
Oh, I was torn up about it. I actually told my parents not even to buy me new scriptures. I was like, I'll just use like a Book of Mormon. Like I have all the scriptures at the apartments. I don't need a new set of scriptures. I was just, I wasn't ready to commit to a new set. <laughs> yeah, it's like a breakup. But I don't it know is how old I was when I got those scriptures, but it was hard, man. You were probably eight or something, hey? I know I was when I got mine from my grandparents. So sad. Yeah, that would be sad. But hey, you know, maybe the person on the train who d- took them and didn't return them to the, the whatever they call it, the police or authority or whatever, maybe, you know, they changed their life and you just never get to know, you know? Let's maybe. hope. Fingers crossed. Who knows? <laughs> Fingers crossed. Who Hopefully they knows? weren't used for rolling papers. Okay. Um, yeah. No, there's just a lot of good invitations about the benefits. They're all pretty much the same. Well, the ben- yeah. I don't, I don't know if I see it. Nothing's really popping out to me, honestly. Oh, here's a good one. Come on, my brethren, everyone that thirsteth. Come oh, I was just going to say that one. And he hath no money, come buy. He that hath no money, come buy and eat. Yeah, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Without money and without nice. price, son. Thanks, oh, Isaiah. That's a good one. That was one. literally the one that I was looking at on the computer. And I was like, ah, I want to see what it looks like in my, <laughs> in my scriptures that I had on my mission. And that's the one that was popping out to me, too. Without money and yeah. without price. Yeah. It's true. Good old consecration. It just comes back to that. Um, doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter where what you have. Just, just do something yeah. that puts you in the right direction every day. Make a decision forward instead of backward. Yeah, we're all born with like super different struggles and trials, and some of them definitely are. Yeah, for sure, unfair in different ways. But there, when it comes to God, we can always try and do what we can, which I really love. I love that principle. I love that part of the church. Whether it's a lot or a little, the widow's might, right? Like that's what, it's a similar principle. You give, even though she gave a might, which was less than all these rich people were giving to the church, it didn't matter because she was giving what she had, right? Mm-hmm. If If you're struggling with, you know, mental health problems or financial problems or whatever it may be, right? Like, it doesn't matter how much you can do just as long as you're doing as much as you can. Yeah. If as much as you can do is read a single verse a day and, you know, squeeze out a barely, like, a, a tiny prayer, hey, that's a, that's somewhere to start. If it was yeah. more than yesterday, then you're good. Yeah, I feel I feel bad if I've ever made it sound like I'm super consistent at at anything, especially yeah, prayers. Like I yes, at night I am fairly consistent, but that's pretty much the only thing when it comes to and going to church. I'm pretty good at going to church. Well, when the church is open, for some when reason the church, the church is, is always closed. <laughs> yeah, they they just like to cancel for weather here. It's crazy. Um but yeah, it's the we're definitely no no examples here. We're all struggling and trying to work through stuff. So I'm just yeah, I'm hoping that I'm not painting a perfect a picture of perfection here because there's definitely not the case. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna take after Jacob here, because um, the next 
section just talks about lift up your head, rejoice. We're not supposed to, I mean, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect. That's not the point. The point is Brayden to is. improve and that we can get blessings, right? Like, yeah. even even though this chapter is full of warnings and like, uh, yeah, warnings and consequences, it's still a message of of joy and gladness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the title of this next section is Because of the Sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I Can Cheer Up My Heart. Like, cheer up, you know? Everything will says, be good. Um, I speak unto you these things that ye may rejoice and lift up your heads forever because of the blessings which the Lord God shall bestow upon your children. Hmm. I like that. And that's at the beginning of the chapter. That's before he tosses all the warnings down. So he's like, hey, I'm telling you these things so that you can rejoice. Woe unto the liar. But like, <laughs> but he's telling them, woe unto the liar. Oh, I'm aware. I shouldn't lie. Boom. Blessings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These scriptures are quite good um, in chapter 10 as well. Therefore, cheer up your hearts and remember that ye are free to act for yourselves, to choose the way of everlasting death or the way of eternal life. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, reconcile yourselves to the will of God and not to the will of the devil. And remember, oh, and the flesh, the devil and the flesh. I like that he again separates that. Right. Remember the, after you are reconciled. Yeah. Transgressions. Definitely. Or uh, after you are reconciled unto God, that it is only in and through the grace of God that you are saved. And then, yeah, he brings up the atonement along with that. That, uh, we, that we may praise him through grace divine. Amen. Oh, beautiful. May God raise you from death by the power of resurrection and also from everlasting death by the power of the atonement that you may be received into the eternal kingdom of God. Yeah. Praise him through grace divine, man. Yeah. I, I It just it gets into that territory where we're kind of talking about similar things, but it's... I'm kind of not like that is an, one thing I do like about having this podcast is because we kind of do get a chance to praise God every week and to talk about how great Jesus Christ is and how great his sacrifice is. I yeah, can't I think I'm gonna I, read. I think I'm going to read the continuous atonement this week. Oh, yeah. The Go Brad for Wilcox it. One. I'll let you know next episode. Yeah, do it. Uh, if you do. If you have any, like, things that you really want to bring forward from it when you do read it, definitely do it. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a super light read. Well, it's, I mean, it's also not because it's designed for people who are struggling with the atonement. So, sins or feeling like you're not adequate. So, like, hmm. it's not like a light, like, this is super fun and happy. But it's it's light as in it's easy to to rip through because it's full of great examples and stories yeah if you do yeah if you end up reading it this week you could even post some stories onto the or instagram or something yeah well yeah if, yeah if you find a quote you just like take a picture of it and boom put it right in there yeah i will yeah that'd be good but yeah geez yeah things are great thank goodness cool. i'm trying to think that of is, even like that's the any, lesson that is the lesson I'm i'm trying to think of recent experiences where i've um, really been cheered up in my heart by Jesus Christ. But yeah, I can't even think of anything specific because I think it's just constant. There are definitely moments where, you know, it's a lot more helpful, but 
Yeah. Um, well, on the last episode that I was a part of, so two weeks ago, um, when Nephi is talking about, or when he's bound on the ship, mm-hmm. and there's a storm and everything, I took took a second while we were recording to just write down, um, and I did praise him all the day long. I just wrote it on a sticky note and stuck it to the the bottom of my computer monitor. Nice. And so it's been there for what? It's been two weeks now. It doesn't have a scripture reference. It doesn't have like the what it's from, but I know. So when I see it, it's like, oh man, Nephi was going through like such a terrible time. Um, And it's just been like this little reminder on my desk. It's been nice. It's been helping me remember, even though my life isn't being tied up on a boat, um, it's not always easy, but if Nephi can praise him all the day long, so can I. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for that. Well, I think we're ready to close on up here. We were kind of hoping Braden might join in near the end, but that's okay. It's fine. We'll um, forgive you. We'll forgive him, yeah. Uh, thanks again for listening and for sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thanks again to Lucky Bandit, Spencer Rolfson, for the hot music. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.